Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everyone. My name is Matt, one of the people of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. This week, episode number 330. Yes, that's two threes and a zero. That's a lot of freaking podcasts. That's a lot of audio. Uh, but, you know, this week is an important one. Uh, it's a movie that didn't need to be made, but Mysterious Mike Talent is here to talk with us about it anyways. So, Mike, uh, how are you this fine morning, afternoon, or evening? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. I'm getting ready for uh, the you know the uh, festivities of this uh, this uh, birthday of our nation. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm having a good time. Yeah, it is not uh, 4th of July yet in our recording world. By the time you're hearing this, it is past 4th of July. So uh, I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July and you didn't light someone else's house on fire, which I have had happen to me in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, or or lose a digit. Nobody wants to lose digits. Got to keep those fingers and toes. No, no. Oh, dude, dude, did you see that Facebook video I sent to you? Yes, I did see that Facebook video. What was that in Texas or something? Yeah, it was in Texas. It was that's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. It was like a freaking bomb went off. Anyways, to sum up the video, basically there's some guys lighting off just like normal, you know, like sparkler, not sparklers, but fountains, I guess they're called. And someone knocks over the fountain, and the thing shoots into the rest of their <laughs> fireworks, which coincidentally is right next to their car, and it blows up like a goddamn bomb and you just don't even see anybody anymore and i said it to my mom i was like america f yeah you know that's what i said to my mom and she's like did everybody die i don't see anybody in that video i'm like no they ran for their lives (laughs) yeah dude they totally all ran away i i mean i everybody would be man that's crazy oh dude that shit was hilarious you know but I don't know. It's just one of those viral videos, man, that goes around this time of year. It was fun. So anyways, Mike, why don't you give us the rundown for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, a.k.a. Indiana Jones numero five. All right, Matt. So this movie was uh, directed by James Mangold. It was written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, uh, David Coip, uh James Manfield, Mangold, and uh, it's based on characters by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. This movie is starring Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Antonio Banderas, Karen Allen, John Rays davies Seanette Renee Wilson, uh, Toby Jones, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, And this movie is uh, about uh, our archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Okay, Mike. So you read just about like everybody of those in this movie. So, but anyways, um, we'll just roll right into it. What are your first impressions of the movie that didn't need to be made? Um, So I was pleasantly surprised that it was okay. Um, but to me it was just okay. Um, and it clearly was not a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the, um, the thing is though, is that, uh, James Mangold, he has a lot of great films to his name to date. And I would have felt like shit stepping into Steven Spielberg's shoes because even though we all hated Crystal Skull with a passion, that still was directed by Steven Spielberg. James Mangold is known for Ford versus Ferrari. He's known for Logan, and he's known for Walk the Line. All very, very good movies. And so we had a good director directing this, but I just, this movie just, it just, it was mediocre at best. It was way better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That thing was a piece of hot trash. I still feel, and Mike, I might you know upset you with this, but I still feel there's only three Indiana Jones movies, 
but this is more of like an Indiana Jones adventure for me. I, I know it's tied to the other ones, but I really don't want it to be. I want it to be kind of its own thing. Um, you know, for this movie, I thought it was, it was okay. Um, it's just kind of a popcorn flick. Like it, it had characters that were from Indiana Jones and, and I like seeing some of the characters again, but was this the send off that I think if if we were going to, if we needed to make this movie, which I guess clearly we did, I feel like we should have sent off Indiana Jones or, or, or done a little bit better, but it was an okay movie. It was an Indiana Jones movie, but it, it just wasn't a Steven Spielberg movie. And what I mean by that really is Steven Spielberg just has a way about um, just getting into the characters and, and the character development that he does is just so much better. And in this movie, it was just like, there was just some characters that are kind of thrown in. There's not a lot of explanation. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, some of the old characters are fine. You don't need to, to explain that much. But to me, it just didn't have that extra uh, stuff that makes Steven Spielberg movies so magical. Well, um, I will say this. The first 20, 25 minutes of the film feels like an Indiana Jones film. Feels like an adventure. It's exactly what I wanted. It's what I expected. The next two hours, which is way too long, did not feel like an Indiana Jones film to me. Even with the de-aging of the first 20, 25 minutes, which everybody knows it's there, so it's not a spoiler. I still enjoyed it very much. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. But it's just build up for the rest of the story. Um, there are a couple action sequences I really did enjoy and I thought were a lot of fun. And we'll get into those later. But... I'll try not to spoil it too much because we're not to that section. But honestly, this movie, if Indiana Jones was not in it, it wouldn't make any difference. It still would have gone through the way it went through. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's pretty accurate um, statement, man. He uh, has no character arc like whatsoever. Like he could have been sitting in his apartment this entire time and this movie still would have played out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just, you know, it's just an okay movie. Um, would I recommend to go see it in the theater? Nah, I'm, I would just say, you know, if you want to go see a popcorn flick, um, I wouldn't really call it an Indiana Jones movie. I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, it's got some adventure and, and some, some fantasy stuff. And, and the plot's okay, but I don't know. It just wasn't... Just didn't have it all all there, man. Uh, I know this movie's been kind of in like purgatory for a long time. Like they've been trying to make this movie. Like I don't know. It took like what did they announce this like 2016 or 2015? Like there was a release date or something, and then it's been like the pandemic and all this other stuff. And uh, I don't know. Um. And, and Harrison Ford, I mean, he did a great job for, you know, he's he's about to be 81. So, wow. Yeah, dude, he's my mom's age. He's yeah. Ma Henshaw's age. Oops, now I'm going to get hit for that. Yeah, so he he was he was uh, 79 when he filmed this. Well, he looks like a, a spry 79-year-old when he was filming it. That's that's definitely for sure. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really trying... Not to spoil the movie too much, but I would argue against you on this fact. I think people should go see this in the theaters, but only if they really want to see this movie. If they don't have any interest in seeing Indiana Jones on screen again, especially an 80-year-old Indiana Jones, then don't go see it. But I think we need to support our movies, theaters, not just movies, movie theaters. This one is probably going to be better on the big screen than it will be on the small screen just because the action sequences and the set pieces but as a movie as a whole, if you're on the fence, so should I go see Indiana Jones? Should I not? I'd say stay home. But I would just go to if you like the action. Because I was going to go see it pretty much no matter what. Even if we weren't reviewing it, you know, even if it was dog shit, 
I still was going to go see it because it's Indiana Jones and it's Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. I'm going to go. And Mads Milkinson. I love Mad Milkinson. He's a freaking awesome villain. He always is. Um, Antonio Banderas, that was a shocker. I didn't even know he was in this movie. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't know he was in this movie either. I was like, oh, there's Antonio Banderas. Weird. Yeah, and he plays your boy. And you can barely recognize him at first. And then, you know, they get out and he starts talking and talking on the ship and stuff. And you're like, oh, fuck, it's Antonio Banderas for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. All right, man. So uh, Matt recommends you go see it. And I'm, I, I don't know, kind of against it in the theaters. Um, Anyway, Matt, uh, let's see. What else should we address with this? So... I thought the de-aging looked pretty darn good, dude. So I, I don't know, like compared to the last movie, what was that last movie we had about a bunch of de-aging? Was it The Irishman, the Netflix movie? with? Yeah, that had a lot of de-aging. That's several years old now. But, but yeah, no, the de-aging was good, except for there was a couple times where he like moves real fast and looks really bad. But the one that really screwed it up for me, and there's nothing you can really do about this, is when he opened his his mouth because he doesn't sound like a 40 or 50 year old Indiana Jones. He sounds like an 80 year old Indiana Jones, and it just did not match up. It just didn't register right. Do you think they should have de-aged his voice, which they totally could have do, done with uh, the amount of uh, recordings and stuff I think they have of him? Or Chat GPT. Well, yeah, of course. You you always get Chat GPT involved, but it's like, do you consult the other AIs? Uh, yes, definitely, Mike. I think so. I think it would have helped. It would have helped. But no, it looks really good. And just to show you, I've watched some things about this coming down the road in the future. Um, Hollywood is toying with the idea of paying actors for their rights to their likenesses and their voices and just doing AI-generated actors of big names well past their deaths. And I don't know if it'll ever take off or people will push against it, but that's one thing that people that Hollywood is thinking about and talking about because who wouldn't like to go watch Harrison Ford in 20 or 30 years when he's no longer with us and another Indiana Jones adventure, but it's more like a real adventure. I'm down for it. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, definitely. It's an interesting question. I have no idea what the answer is. But I for sure would like to see some some of the actors that have already left this world continue on. So I don't know, Matt. That's it's a it's, it's a weird one. That's a weird one, and and I'm sure the actors and and the agents and everybody representing will be trying to figure out how do do they turn this into a financial gain for them. But also, do they want to do it? Like, do you want to live on forever? Kind of like in a weird way or be able to live on like virtually forever. It's the fountain of youth, man. They found it finally. In oh, Hollywood. they found, they found it. Generative AI, everybody. Chad GPT. Yeah. It's not Casa Bonita in Colorado. It is AI from Hollywood in film. Wait, but Casa Bonita, man, I, I, I heard, uh, the, they're, 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 uh, the latest controversy is they're paying their people too much money. Yeah, they're paying their staff a living wage so that nobody has to tip. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts, dude. We should we should we should boycott it. All right. Well, then I need to go, and so I can go and just stand outside and be like, I will not eat, be eating these delicious tacos or jumping off of the fountain into the uh, pool below. All right. Well. You heard it here. Mateo speaks. Hell no, dude. I'm going to go to that shit. I, I want to support South Park just as long as they come back and give us more seasons. We we need a new season. It's been a while. I think they got one coming, right, man? It, it's coming up. Usually they start around like uh, fall, right? Like So uh, Labor Day is, is coming up like uh, September. I've heard. I don't know, man. I haven't seen any drops or anything. I'll have to Google it, but... All right, Matt. So I think it's time for me to ask you, what are you drinking this fine morning? <sighs> fine morning. Wow. I was waiting for two more. Holy hell. That cut me off guard. Yeah, I know it, it would. That's why I did it. Thank you for asking, kind sir. Uh, I'm not drinking anything fancy. Just your typical good old fashioned Miller Lite. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I've got my uh, session IPA from from Aldi. It's called a uh, Happy Happy Nomad. Happy Nomad is that different than a regular Nomad? Um, it's just happier. Do they have a regular Nomad? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but it doesn't mean that they don't have one. They don't. Uh, I know you're not really familiar with Aldi, but they don't tend to carry very much stuff. So, like your choice of things is like if there's an IPA, there's like one. If there's if if there's like a uh, a Bach beer, there's one. If there's like a summer beer, there's just one. So like they only have one of like everything. Is the Aldi have their own IPA and it's just like Aldi IPA? No, no, it is the Aldi IPA, but it's somebody else brews it for them. It's like all contract brewing. Yeah, but what's the name of it? The is it's the beer you have now. Yeah, well they ha- well they have they have two IPAs. One's a session IPA. It's called Hoppy Nomad, and I forget what the other one's called. So it's a beer made by Aldi. It's not like the warehouse special. No, no, it's not the warehouse special. It's 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 commissioned by Aldi. Yeah. Do you think it was a difficult discussion to have IPAs put in a German based store? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, they carry all kinds of crazy stuff that I'm sure if if the Germans were over here, they'd be like. What? So I I think they just adapt the store to the market, like their area and everything. So you don't think that the Germans are like, no, you must only serve our beer from Austria. No, no. I think I think they're okay with it as long as the money keeps coming in. Have you ever seen Bud Light there? No, they they don't have any brands, name brands of anything. For for beer, they all make their own. And uh, for wines, they have their own stuff as well. So, like, they just don't have anything else. Well, all right. That was a lot of questions that were just wasting time. So I apologize for that, Mike. But I'm I'm just curious, since I don't have an Aldi here in Prescott, the nearest one I think is in Goodyear. I'll go there one of these days. I swear to God I will. But anyways, Mike, most important question for you. What is this week's amazing dad joke? And it better be freaking patriotic. I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Well, I don't I don't really have a patriotic one, man. But uh, this one, this one's uh, timely. Uh, how does the moon cut his hair? How does the moon cut his hair? I've never seen hair on the moon. He eclipses it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's totally yours that that's one of yours that's like a a nasa thing yeah yeah but the 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 uh uh the um the moon you know the is uh full tonight so is it a full moon tonight i know it was yeah. pretty full last night and it's what super moon isn't it yeah it's like a super moon or whatever so you know what i consider a super moon is when I'm driving by mooning someone and I get both pressed hams against the window, not just one. That's a super <laughs> Well, all right. I haven't I haven't heard about that any I mean wow. Do people even do that anymore, man? I I don't know. I sure as hell do. Wait, no, I don't. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm the um, moon realtor. That would not not go well. <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay, man. Are you ready for me to talk about my next part? Yeah. You want me to ask the next question so we can move along so you can go to bed because you're old? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. So, Mike, how does Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, man. This one is interesting because there's quite a few movies that tie back into the MCU. We actually have Mr. Harrison Ford as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in Captain America Brave New World, but that hasn't come out yet. Um, Mads Mikkelsen as uh, Cassilius in Doctor Strange. Toby Jones as uh, Armin Zola in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, Thomas Kretschmann in Avengers age of Ultron and Oliver 
uh, Rikers as Ursa in Black Widow, and Seanette Renee Wilson as Dory um, Milji in Black Panther. Antonio Banderas hasn't been in the MCU yet? No, man. No. Well, they'll need to work on that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be in. Come on, man. We're running out of people. We are. I mean, you only named off like 10. (laughs) And yeah, I don't think Harrison Ford counts because the movie's not out yet. And we talked about that, what, a couple weeks ago because I was completely lost that What's-His-Face had passed away. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He was a good actor, too, and I can't remember his name, and I'm not going to look it up. I say this every single time. I will make noise with my keyboard, so I'm not going to look it up. One day, when I don't want a really badass keyboard, I'll get a cheap, shitty one that doesn't make any noise, but I love my keyboard. It's very loud, and it's very clicky, and it's big, and it's like an old-school typewriter. I freaking love it. Okay. All right. Well, you know what keyboard I have. It was featured in Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. It's a Razor. Yep. That's not the model. That's the manufacturer's razor. But, anyways, okay. All right. All right. Now, we are now in the spoiler section, Miguelito. Um, uh, I'll let you go first. What do you want to spoil? I mean, one thing I wanted to hit on was Phoebe Waller Bridge. So I don't like her so much as an action star. Um, did you ever watch her show on Amazon? Was it Flea Bags or yes. whatever? Flea Bag. Uh, I I didn't get to see it, but I am aware that she's from that. So it's I've watched it all. It's very funny. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. She wrote, I don't know if she directed it, but she wrote and stars in it. And it's, you know, kind of ridiculous, kind of awful, all kind of rolled into one. It's decent. It's it's an it's a fun watch. It's interesting. So seeing her be try to be an action star, not really my forte, but I have to say. They did something with her that I was very happy about. They did not try to make her Indiana Jones. Like they tried to just, she was her own character. She was not trying to be Indiana Jones. She was not running around with a whip. She was not trying to imitate him much like the Shia LaBeouf in freaking Crystal Skull. She was her own person and they tried to keep it that way. And I applaud them for that. I think they should have done a different actress in the role. But I'm glad it wasn't like goddaughter Indiana Jones. No, she was very different than Indiana, and I like that. Yeah, she did have her own way of doing things, and and, uh, Indy definitely didn't approve often. But that's fine, because it was her own. She was making her way, doing stuff, you know, how she does it. Yeah, they were really trying not to make her seem like, oh, this is going to be the person leading the franchise like Steven Spielberg did in the last one where they were like, oh, hinting at Shia LaBeouf was going to be the new Indiana Jones. And that that worked out fucking great, didn't it? Anyways, I, I'm okay with it. The one gripe I do have was uh, uh, the new short round. He had no point in being in this movie, other than the very end where he has the airplane. And how the fuck did a kid learn how to fly an airplane at this time period and never flew one before and he's perfectly fine? Yeah, I fucking believe that. Kiss my ass. Well, you know, Matt, you can just make believe sometimes in the movies. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fucking make believe in this one, and there were some member berries too. Yeah, yeah. Did you see some member berries? Oh yeah, dude. You you know the whole scene when they're walking through and there's bugs all over the wall. Uh, yeah. Remember when that was in Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? Oh, okay. Member yeah. berry. See. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Um, Do you see any other ones, dude? I, I, I think there's quite a few things. I was trying to look for stuff, but I... <laughs> there are. You know. There are. There's more, but that's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, One that uh, I liked, I didn't hit on, I teased it a little bit earlier, but one of the action scenes I really liked and thought was really fun and inventive, and probably everybody's going to think it's dumb and stupid and silly, but the uh, Tuck Tuck Chase. I thought that shit was hilarious and just so much fun. Dude, it was cool, man. The tuk-tuk, it was neat. Yeah, that I've never seen a chase with a tuk-tuk chasing a car. And I just, I thought it worked out really well. I mean, it was just goofy and silly and how easily they were to get in and out and to the front and the back and, you know, how it broke and they fix it with 
I, I just liked it. It was a lot of fun. I really did. That that felt like Indiana Jones. Actually, you know, I didn't feel like Indiana Jones. It was like uh, ghetto Fast and Furious, but it was still fun. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the funness. This the the scene really worked. It did. The, 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 it was it was yeah. That was that was a that was a good one. Um I don't know. There's there's some fantastical stuff towards the end. You're like, what in the world is going on? But hey, you know, I just just make believe, you know. You just you got to, right? Well, at least it's not as bad as Crystal Skull. I mean there's a lot of the time travel fantastical oh this is this and this was meant to happen and all that kind of shit which is fine it is what it is what it is but uh at least it wasn't as bad as crystal skull that shit was fucking horrible man that shit was absolutely ridiculous the cliches and all the shit in there no i thought i thought this was a better film than that it still does not touch the original three um you know, but I, I, I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. I didn't have a great time. It's way too long, dude. They needed to trim some fucking fat on this big time. It is pretty long. It is pretty long. Um, and they could have cut some things too. I don't know. Um, I did like the opening sequence in this movie. I, I thought that was very Indiana Jones, um, on the train and all that. And, the having uh, Mads as the uh, the bad guy, he's he's a great bad guy, and he was great in this movie. So, I don't know. Like th- there were aspects in the movie that were pretty pretty good. It was just I I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like some of the stuff was uh, as good as it could have been. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. There is a lot of room for improvement. Um, but what we got was at least better than I anticipated. I will phrase it that way. I don't love this movie, but it was a lot better than I thought. I thought it was going to be just absolute shit. And I don't feel like I wasted the money going to the theater to watch it. Um, Harrison Ford still, he's got it. Uh, Mad Milkinson, obviously he's fucking fantastic. Antonio Banderas was great. Uh, I mean, did you love that scuba diving section mike i mean i know that's what you like to do for a hobby in well you used to like it i don't know about now it's been years but oh uh yeah dude i thought it was pretty cool um it you know it was uh it was a little ridiculous but i mean of course it would be but yeah no it was it was i like that that was cool well there's another member barry because you know antonio banderas even said he's like oh yeah the eels they're the snakes of the ocean or whatever and then you know they're having that scene and something breaks open and they're trying to get whatever. And there's just fucking eels everywhere. And of course, Indiana Jones loses his shit like they're snakes. So there's another member, Barry. Remember all the snakes and how much he hates them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was. All right. There's another member, Barry. Good job, man. Good job. You're welcome, Mike. I got you. I got you. Um, I, uh, I thought it was interesting, but they didn't explain a whole lot. The CIA connection. What What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it was just, I, I I don't know. It was weird. They have some chick from the CIA that's there observing and watching and keeping track on things. And then you find out that the people she's running around with are not CIA. They're Mad Melkins's perfect, not perfect, private security, hired goons, mercenaries, whatever you want to call them. And then she just kind of fizzles away and she's like not in the movie anymore. And it's like, what the fuck happened to the CIA person? Yeah, I I don't know. I I I think I think something went wrong with either what editing or I, I don't know. S- something weird happened there, dude. You're right. Yeah, that she was just weird. disappears and she had an interesting character. I think she was there to try and keep tabs on the German/Nazi scientist that was clearly running amok and then he starts really running amok and she's nowhere to be found. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Matt, I, I do have a question for you. Why do you think Steven Spielberg didn't didn't uh, direct this one? Beside the obvious of him, you know, not really wanting to work a whole lot, I think um, he didn't want to be associated with it after the flop of the last one. I think he took it very personally. I think that's one of the reasons why we got um, his latest film based around his life is I think he took 
how hard the Crystal Skull was just obliterated by fans and critics. I think he took it very much to heart because he loves Indiana Jones. It's just me, you know, theorizing. And I think he's like, well, nope, I'm done. I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm, I'm just going to walk away. And yeah, which gave us the Fablements, which is a fantastic film. I think it was a part of it. And it's a, you know, he's not doing a whole lot to begin with any anyways, just because he's older and he wants to be retired, you know, so might as well enjoy your golden years. Why get into it again on a big master franchise like this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from some of the stuff I was looking up, Matt, uh, it looks like essentially that he wanted to pass the franchise on to a new generation to bring a fresh perspective to the story. But you read between the lines a little bit, and that's exactly what you're saying, man. He was he was probably pretty hurt about how it didn't, it wasn't uh, well received, and uh, you know, uh, he like you said, he's getting older and. He probably just wants to do something else. I mean, but, you know, John Williams said he was retired. And who who did the score again? Yeah, but that's one thing that's sad. The score for John Williams in this, it's not really there much. I mean, it's there, but it's not it, It's not a, like a character like it's been in all of John Williams' other films. You know, like the score really adds a lot. It was just kind of there, and you hardly even notice it in this movie, which I think is all thanks to, you know, the director and editing. What do you think? Um, hmm? What do you think about John Williams' score in this film? Because he's one um, of the best parts that should have been in it, and not. I, not I think really. it was minimally used. I think. Uh, to, to, I think there were some times it was it was executed very well, but other times it was not. And uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's. You know, when you get, when you have access to John Williams, I, I feel like you, you need to use whatever he gives you. That's true, and I don't think they did. I think there's too much editing, too much of a heavy hand. Maybe it was even from the studio. It might even not have been from the director. But, dude, John Williams is iconic, just like Steven Spielberg, just like Harrison Ford. I mean, seriously, like, I don't blame him for being butthurt after Crystal Skull. I mean, that movie was shit. But he made... The original Indiana Jones trilogy with George, and they are some of the best movies ever made. Period. Hands down. They're fucking phenomenal. You can go watch them on Disney Plus if you want right now. They're just fantastic. But I think he's just, if it's not going to be like those, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think with delays, and, and he probably has, you know, he has stuff going on as well. So it's like. Uh, the amount of effort you have to spend to 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 get the movie going and everything. So I don't know. I think I think I think that's all accurate. So, um, uh, Matt, I I think we've kind of touched on just about everything. Uh, should should I go ahead and ask you what your uh, what your reels are going to be? Oh, you don't have to ask. You can just ask. You don't need to be questioning it. Just be like, hey, motherfucker, I I what do you rate this fucking film? Yeah. Get confident. So, all right. You can do uh, it, Mike. The, the, those those words go. <laughs> those words go. All right. Uh, Mike, I give Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny uh, probably a little higher than it should be, but uh, you know, it was adequate. Uh, I give it two and a half. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, this is interesting because, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a three, three reels out of, uh, five. Uh, but you know, to me, it was just a very popcorn mediocre movie. Like you didn't even need the title Indiana Jones in it. And like you said, man, he, the character wasn't even really needed. So I, I don't know. Well, okay, okay. I can argue and show you why he's not even needed in this film. So you have the intro. Take that out. That's just telling you where the Dial of Destiny is coming from. She literally shows up in his classroom where he's just barely hanging on. And you find out that, oh, here's the Dial of Destiny. And he has no arc. Like, Marion comes back. Um, he's just kind of along for the ride. She does 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge does like everything. I wish the Marion would have been in it a lot more. That would have been nice. But, you know, she's getting older, too. Um, one thing, I'm glad they touched on it, but I don't really care because it was Crystal Skull. They explained what happened to Shia LaBeouf. He was killed in Vietnam, um, which is interesting. And that's what caused the divorce and why Marion not to be there. But it's still, it's a broken down, upset, lethargic, coming to an end of his life, Indiana Jones. And that's kind of depressing because at Crystal Skull, sure, that movie was shit. At the end, at least we get like this happy ending, like Nina Jones and Marion finally got married and Shia LaBeouf and you get the steel Steven Spielberg happy ending. And then this is just like, oh man, what a fucking bummer. But to the point, basically you could take Indiana Jones out and everything still would have happened. Like the only thing he did was provide the dial of destiny. There's no arc. There's no nothing. He's still in a fucking apartment by himself at the end of the movie. Well, Marion's back. We assume. Yeah, but just to help him for a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just, okay, great. Another adventure, uh, Indiana Jones recliner. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I was a little disappointed in the way that it kind of ends, because it's like it's not a great send-off, and there's not going to be any more. Oh, no, dude. It's a shit ending. It's not good at all. But, hey, you know, that's the director chose to do that. Whatever. So, all right, Mike. Well, um... Why don't you tell our listeners about the film we're going to watch and review for next podcast? All right. Well, we're, we're going to watch this uh, movie called Joyride. Do you know what's really nice about Joyride 2, Mike? Is that it's only an hour and 35 minutes. It's a full fucking hour less than Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Wow. All right. So I'm, I'm okay with it. All right, and this is uh, f- follows four Asian American friends as they bond and discover the truth of what it means to know and love who you are while they travel through Asia in search of their their birth mothers. Honestly, dude, I've watched the trailers for this. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be raunchy. It's going to be over the top. It's going to be drug induced, sex induced. It's going to be a fucking ridiculous film. It's going to be a fun comedy. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll be. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, th- I think it, it d- dude, I don't know what it's going to be like, but it did look like it's going to be entertaining. So, um, it'll be fun to watch. Dude, the trailers look fucking ridiculous, especially the red band trailers. I don't know if I saw the red band trailer, really? yet, but uh, I'm going to go see the movie in a couple days. So, well, go watch the red band trailer. That's I. I guess they don't do it at your theater. At my theater at Harkins here, it's really interesting. A lot of the R-rated movies, they'll run the red band trailer. So it's they'll do like the normal trailers, and they'll do the uh, Harkins logo with the plane flying and all this other shit. And then all of a sudden, you'll see another trailer, and it's a red band trailer, and you're like, oh yeah. And then <laughs> and then the movie will start after the one or two red band trailers. It's pretty awesome. Nice. I like it. So, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Next week, Joyride. Uh, we're going to go see it in the theaters. comes out Thursday. Indiana Jones, uh, I rated it lower than Mike, which I am fucking surprised because you really didn't seem like you thought it was great, and I went lower than you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're back to our old ways, Matt. I, I sell it as worse, and, and you rate it worse. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess. But wait till we get Ma Hinshaw on here after this pod, on her pod. Her rating is fucking ridiculous. I'm not going to spoil it because I already heard it on the radio. But she is very wrong. That's all I'm going to put. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess with all that, I'll uh, thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll get everybody out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Book of Face, or Meta, and uh, we'll uh, catch you on our next pod, Joyride. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Welcome, everyone, to Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, episode number 20.
Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. It is um, the fifth uh, movie of Indiana Jones, I believe. Yes. Hi, Matthew. How are you today? Well, everyone, as you can tell, my mother has been drinking already. It is <laughs> now July 4th. We're recording this at 9 a.m. and my mom's already shit-faced. Wait a minute. It's not 9 a.m. She, she has tossed her cookies and she's soon getting ready to lose them in the toilet. Oh, I don't do that. No, no. She was talking about bur burping up hot dogs and corn dogs earlier. Yes, but I didn't have a margarita to go with it, so no, darn it. Oh well. Well, we I all had know one that this you drink, morning. You drink mimosas in the morning, not breakfast margaritas. Although you have it's, had a breakfast margarita. I had a breakfast margarita because it's a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> one day See, a week, Phil. She she doesn't need excuses to drink, folks. She just likes it. Oh, it's so tasty. I need to get my lime juice some way. If, if only Lisa stuff. truly knew <laughs> the nature of Ma Hinchaw, she would never be on the show. We're not allowed no. to talk about Ma Hinchaw's drinking problems on the show because oh, we make too much wasn't. jokes about drinking as it is, and she gets angry yes. or her listeners get angry. I don't know, one of the two. So anyways, uh, to speaking of angry, Ma, why the hell did you give Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny such a high rating on the radio? This movie is trash. I have seen oh. more entertaining films of ants walking across logs. No. This was entertaining. I thought it was a good movie. I'm not saying earth-shaking, but it was very entertaining. And well, I liked it. Your rating is earth-shaking rating. So why did you give it an earth-shaking rating, which we haven't gotten to yet, unless you okay. listen to the radio program. But please tell me why this is not a hot slice of garbage. All righty. I think it was awesome because it starts out, and you know that Indiana retires from his teaching job and searching for artifacts, etc. Okay, so that's not how the movie starts out, but okay. No, but it does, well, it gets there. But anyway, and it he goes back to his drab little apartment with, you know, laundry and dirty dishes and everything, and it's kind of which is how people feel when they retire. Ask me how I know. Anyway, Bullshit. Then, you don't live in a drab little apartment on a 17th floor in New York. You live in a no. mansion with a pool. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I, boo, fucking who? But anyway, but yeah, he, I mean, he's retired and ho hum, what am I going to do? You know, he's not then, retired. He's not retired at all. He did to retire. No, he was still teaching classes. He was getting ready to retire. Well, yeah, but he was getting ready and he knew he was going to be retired. But the scene that you're talking about happened before he announced he was retiring. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, whatever. Again, folks, I'm doing the best I can. Ma Hinshaw is drunk. No, I'm not. But anyway, I know, the, and the, and the, they go back in time to when they get the that is now the very end of the freaking movie. What's at the end? When they go back in time, they go back in time at the beginning too. Correct. The first twenty-five minutes of the movie is the not going back in time. That is telling you the story of where the Dial of Destiny came from. Yeah, well, true. That's You're true. getting it all out of whack. It opens. <laughs> the movie opens that way. Yes, it does. And so I then how do they go back in time? Well, I thought they went back in time because, They well, do, yeah. but that's at the end. Oh, Jesus. Oh, foo. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and how in the world his dad kept his balance on top of a train is beyond me. Good for him. 
Mom, Indiana Jones's dad is not in this movie. I thought that James played his dad. He didn't. James who? James Mc, Mc whatever his name is. There's Mads Mikkelsen. He is Dr. Voller. Who is James? Oh. Wait, wrong person then. I googled the wrong person. Oh well, I don't care. There's only yeah. one actor that has ever played <laughs> Senior Indiana Jones that is I Sean know, Connery. Sean Connery and he's dead. And they're not going to dig him up. Okay. Anyway. Shoot. All right. So, and the first, okay. Here's my view. So far, your arg- <laughs> arguments about this being a wonderful movie has turned into you thinking it's something that's very different and it's not. Hey. The, the director. The director of the film is James Mangold. Is that who you're talking about? Because he's yeah, not in the movie. He's not in the movie. Oh, oops. He well, directs the movie. Confused. He is the director. Oh, okay. Well, rats. They got it confused. Anyhow. No, but the first part, you know, with the train and how they got the dial and everything and the train crash and the dial going psh, into the water was very cool. I thought that was good. Okay. Again. Your arguments of why it's a good movie is pointing out scenes and relaying what the scenes are. You're not arguing why it's good. Well, why isn't that good? It was very interesting. It was exciting to watch them on top of the train and running away from the German folk and everything. Yes. That Mom, was fun. They're, they're called Nazis. They were Nazis in that well, film. Well, okay, Nazis. I they was were not German to... folk. Yes, Nazis in this film are German, but there are Nazis that are also not German, and there are Germans that are also not Nazis. <laughs> okay. All righty. All oh, righty. For the love of Pete. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I'm... if you paid attention to the radio when I talked on Thursday, which I, oh, Friday. I never right? heard no, you, never you do. because my phone did something weird. Okay. Well, you need a new phone because it's all blame no. everything on your damn phone. No. Your phone is not affecting your memory. Maybe it is. Maybe that's where the aliens no. are coming in. That's it. Or is <laughs> it the microchips from the vaccine? It's one. Hey, of them. hey, quit it. Maybe it's both. The okay. aliens in your phone and the microchips in your blood from the vaccine. Good oh, God. Gee. Anyways, well, okay. Anyhow. Ma, the first 25 minutes of this film is very different than the next two hours. The first 25 minutes is like old Indiana Jones. It's right. It The de-aging looks okay, but it's not great. The bulk of the film, the two hours of the film, tell me why that's a good film. Because 25 minutes of a movie that is really good does not make a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie a good movie. Oh, come on. When Phoebe or Helen, if you want to call her, when she comes, you know, and uh, snitches the dial, and then she goes off and... and so, you, again, goes, your argument for it being a good movie is you just reciting what the movie is. No, but, I mean, I like the... The plot was interesting. How? It wasn't dull. It wasn't dull. I thought it was interesting. And then they, they go to Morocco where she's, you know, auctioning it off or whatever. And uh, the Moroccan, it's beautiful. It, it really captures the feelings of Morocco. And, and how Harrison, many times have you been to Morocco? Uh, none, but I watched Casablanca. <laughs> okay. I watched so some... it captures the feelings of Morocco, <laughs> even though you've never been there. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure it does. I mean, Mom, you know? I, I hate to destroy your argument that this is a good movie, but all you're doing is sitting here telling us the movie. You're not saying why the plot is good. You're not saying why the acting was good. You're not saying that the sets were good. You're not saying how John Williams' score was. None of that. You're just telling us how the movie is. Well, I'm telling you what I liked about the movie. No, you're telling us what the movie is. You're not telling us what you like. Well, I liked, okay, the photography and the colors of Morocco and being in the streets of Morocco. 
and the people and okay so you like the opening 25 minutes and you like the 15 minutes in morocco so we're up to 40 minutes now and i also like where anthony banderas it was the captain of the ship and they go to get the other part of the dial and uh they go deep sea diving and the eels were terribly exciting i thought that was really cool gave me the creeps and i liked that because it kind of reminded me of the other indiana joneses great so there you go now we're getting somewhere you like this movie because it reminds you of the good indiana jones movies well, no, just it yes. reminds me of the That's old one. what you one. literally just said. Well, oh, all right. It, <laughs> had that, it had that scary moment. It also had a scary moment where the bugs come down. Exactly, and that's fall. Temple of Doom. So, in other words, remember when you watched Temple of Doom and how much you liked Temple of Doom? Look, bugs. It doesn't mean it's a good movie. And it, well, it didn't have any mice. That's good. Or rats or whatever they were. Well, I'm that sorry, was, Mom. Maybe that was in a scene they cut out. Number three. Oh, they could have. But anyway, no. And I thought it, it was the only thing was the the young boy that was uh, Phoebe's. Well, she kind of took him under her wing or whatever. And uh, he you added mean- some really funny lines. But what? You mean the young child that is the modern short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which does not explain where the kid came from, why he was part of this film, why he matters, none of that. He's clearly in the film for one thing and one thing only, to fly an airplane, even though he's never flown an airplane. Hey, he drove one of those, those, they look like golf carts, sort of. I can't think of the name of them. Yeah, the Tuck Tucks. He drove one of those, too. But so did Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and so did Harrison Ford. Well, I know they did, but I'm just saying he did that, which really he shouldn't have done because he's too young. But at least At least that's believable. I could believe a young kid knowing how to do that. I don't believe a child being able to fly an airplane that's never flown one. I agree. Uh, That is why I gave it four and a half instead of five. Okay. So there you go. You didn't even let me get to the point where I could ask you what your rating was. But there, my mom gave this piece of crap (laughs) four and a half out of five cookies. Four and a half. Oh, come on. That's all right. It was interesting. I never fell asleep. Uh, My grandson didn't fall asleep. Well, he may have once, but I don't think he fell asleep. Yes, it was a bit too long, uh, kind of, you know, so, but so I thought it was movie, good. This movie is on the level of things like Shawshank Redemption. Well, I won't go that far. And Star Wars, the original, and Casablanca, and Gone oh, with the Wind. Oh, come on. You, no, this that's This is on fair. that level. Well, I thought it was good. And I thought it was good because... Us old people that have seen Indiana Jones 1, 2, 3 and everything, we're old now. And I think we uh, thought it was really cool that Harrison could still do this, you know, do this movie. And uh, Except for he didn't do much. Well, I know. If you look, Mom, you see a lot of his back. Yeah, because it was somebody else, I'm sure. But, you know. And it was something that, you know, kids could go with their grandpas and grandmas and watch it and say, oh, gee, look at that old man. He's riding a horse, you know, or whatever. Except for it wasn't an old man riding a horse. I know it was whoever it was. So it's instilling a false sense of adventure and ability for a young child of what their grandpa can do. Well, yeah, but maybe they think... Hey, wait just a minute. Now that that there are old grandpas that can still ride horses. We okay. see them here in town. I would love to watch you go ride a horse. You're the same well, age as Harrison me. Ford. Well, not me. I have okay. a ride it. 
See? Well. You're you're not fair now. Cut that out. <laughs> I'm better. You just don't still. like that I'm winning. That I'm destroying no, your argument winning. on it being a good movie. This movie was not good. It was fine. It had scary yes. parts in it. Yes, it was fine. It was average. It is not good. Oh, poo. So the next time I have to grade it down to a three and a half. Correct. Ma- no, you gave your rating as four and a half. That's what it is. I, I like can't change it. your mind. You said this movie is incredible. Four and a half I is incredible. It. I liked it very much. And I liked the end. I thought it was good. I'm glad he, I was so worried he was going to die, Ooh, but he didn't. Okay, okay, okay. So here's my mom's argument, because this argument between us has been going <laughs> on for over a day now. It's been going on for about two days, I think, because I've been trying to get her to do the podcast for a bit. And I told her to even think about this. Do you know the one, re- one thing my mom said that why, why this movie is a four and a half? Go ahead, say it, mom. Uh, uh, go on. I don't I, no, I can't say it because you'll get mad at me. Okay. No, say it. No, I'm not saying nope, it. Say it. No. Okay. She said the only reason this movie is a four and a half is because it's fun. Well, I know. And you don't like to hear me say it's fun, but it was fun to me. I don't have a problem with it being fun. I thought it was a fun movie, but fun movies are not masterpieces. A four and a half is a masterpiece of a film. It is really? Yes. Oh, mom, the scale goes to five. The scale goes to five. Five is a movie that everyone must see in their lifetime. Oh, well, maybe I should have done that then. Okay. Well, you think win. about it. It goes to five. You gave it four and a half. You gave it half a point lower than the best movies in the world. And you're saying this movie oh, is that good. Well, I shouldn't. No, probably not. But I did well, like too the late end. now. You already did. You're okay. crazy. <laughs> okay. Write that up. Mike I'm and crazy. I listen to the podcast. When this is up, listen to Mike and I talk about it. Mike enjoyed this movie. Mike gave this movie a higher rating than me, but he still does not say it's a good movie. Yeah, but the higher rating than you, it would be a three. Yes. He did give it a three. Oh, my goodness. And what is a three on the scale? The three is average. Yeah, average. Okay. And it is a fun, average film. It is nothing special. It is not Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is not Temple of Doom. It is not Last Crusade. Those are masterpieces. Other movies that this director has done, I would put in the level of masterpiece. James Mangold directed Ford versus Ferrari. That movie is a masterpiece. That movie is fantastic. I think I gave that a four or a four and a half. I don't remember. That is a fucking masterpiece. This is not. James Mangold did a good job with what he was given, but he came in and put a bunch of pieces together to try and make an Indiana Jones movie. And make everybody happy. Oh, yeah. I'm not blaming the director. He had to step in the shoes of Steven Spielberg, who his last Indiana Jones movie ever took a giant fucking shit. And he really was hurt about it. And it gave us, if you listen to the podcast before this one, it gave us the Fablements. Because Spielberg looked inside because he was really hurt. He thought thought Crystal Skull was a good movie, and it was not. No, it wasn't. We watched it again, in fact. And no, that was not. But that is a Spielberg movie. This is better than that. Yes, this is a lot better than that. But Mm -hmm. it's still nowhere near the original trilogy. No, that's true. Again, not to keep harking on my podcast, but listen to it. If you're at this point, you didn't listen to the first part. You know, I, I, I put it out there, you know. I don't hate this movie. This movie is fine, but it is not the originals. I don't even think it should be called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Maybe just call it the Dial of Destiny and Indiana Jones Adventure or whatever, because it doesn't feel like Indiana Jones. You can take Indiana Jones out of this movie and you still have the same movie. You can take them completely out. Aw, well, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, but I don't know if I agree with that. 
Indiana was still there. He was still in it. Yes, he was there. But his character arc and his plot did nothing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge did it all. She did a lot. Yeah, that's true. You take him out. Okay, so she went and got a thing from him. So he could have been a side character. Oh, She's I the one you. that went to Morocco. She's the one that was trying to sell yeah. it. She's the one that yep. someone was coming after. Not right. Indiana. Nobody gave a shit about him. You Ooh, see what I mean? That is true. I didn't think about that one. No. Yeah, I there's didn't. no need for Indiana Jones in this movie. No. That's why it's called. That's why I don't think it should be called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I think it should be called like the Dial of Destiny and Indiana Jones Adventure or something because it's not an Indiana Jones movie. Yes, he's in there. But there's no satisfying arc. There's not even a send-off. Like, yeah, Crystal Soul was a piece of shit, but at least we got a nice send-off for Indiana Jones at the end of that. You know, That's he true. remarried Marion. Right. He reconnected with his son. He's in an apartment all by himself, wallowing in misery, no yeah. wife, no nothing. Nope. His son is nope. dead. Spoilers, but his son is dead. He, has, <laughs> yeah. he even says, what am I here for? I don't want to see my beloved Indiana fucking Jones doing that. Who wants to see that, Mom? That's depressing. No, but at the end, the end kind of fixes it, sort of. No, it does not. The ending is one of the worst parts of this whole fucking movie. I thought it was good. She shows up, she gives him a hug, and he asks, you know, are you going to be here for a while? are you going to be here or whatever? And she says for a while and leave and that's it. Well, there's no inclination. They're getting back together and she's staying there. Oh, she's okay. just there to help him. Well, yeah. But How depressing yeah. is that? Well, actually, I guess you're right. Didn't think about that. I thought she, because she, she would stay, you know? Yeah. You're putting yeah. that in your head. That is not what she said. Oh, that's not what she said. Right. Right. Oh, well, all right. Erase my four. No, <laughs> no, you gave it four okay. and a half reels and I just obliterated your whole rating. So, well, thank and, you, and you remember how I told you we were going to try and keep it to 10 or yes. 15 minutes. Correct. You're not doing you very good it. at that either. Well, you blew it. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you, I, I asked you to seriously think about this. I did seriously think and, and about it. Why shut it shut down was... all my thinking. Well, Mom, just reciting the story is not an argument of why it's a good film. I thought it was interesting. It was fun. See? <laughs> there there you go. She said it. <laughs> I said it. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. All right. Well. So speaking about fun, next week we're going to go watch a movie called Joyride. I don't know if Mom is going to see it or not. Uh, she claims it's not out in the theaters on Thursday. I looked not on your website. I looked on your website. There's only three films in a 10 film theater. So I'm sure it will come out. You need to call and ask them. But we are going to go watch okay. Joyride, which Joyride is a comedy. It's gross. It's um, over the top, uh, raunchy yep. humor, uh, four women going back to. I want to say China, but I don't think they say China. They say Asia in the description, but they're, oh. they're going home basically looking for one of the girl's uh, uh, birth mothers. I think mother and oh. father, maybe just birth mother. I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched the movie yet, but uh, it looks fun. Uh, Seth, um, uh, Seth Rogen put his uh, seal of approval on it as a producer. So I think it's going to be cool. Uh, I think it'll be a fun little comedy. So, you know what? It's a full hour shorter than Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes! So, okay. if it's a piece of crap, at least we only wasted an hour and a half. But I don't think it will be. I, look, the trailers look hilarious to me. I'm excited for it. This movie, we can describe as fun, but that doesn't mean okay. it's going to make it a great movie. Oh, I won't give anything a four then. Okay. No, you can give ratings all, all day long, Mom. It's what you're here for. But just be able to back it up. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. Back it up. (laughs) 
Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, I need to let you go since we've been okay. talking now for well over 25 was... minutes. Yep. And you need to go watch fireworks and eat another hot dog and drink a red, white, and blue margarita. There. Ooh, it sounds fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, anyways, okay, well, you jumped the gun on saying goodbye. But oh. uh, I, I will do my formal outro because, you know, Mahinsha is drunk again. But <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in and listening to me and my mom get into it. Don't worry. I'm not yelling at her. She wasn't yelling at me. We were just having a heated argument. And those of you who do not know us that well, this is just how it goes. We're not mad at each other. We're just being, I don't want to say argumentative. We're just debating. That's what it is. We're debating it. I guess I was being a little bit of a jerk, but anyways, I had fun. A little. <laughs> Ma, did you have Ellie's fun arguing with me? Oh, absolutely. I did. So but see, I'm there still you go. Right. <laughs> there you go. She just wants to hurry up and go get her, her hot dogs and hamburgers and you know margaritas. So anyways, thank you everybody for listening to My Hinchow Loses Her Cookies, episode number 20. Next week, tune in, episode 21, Joyride. Bye.